This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Oh, great flick on by Alan Armstrong. Oh, oh, what a beauty! Oh, what a beauty! I'm wasting all my life for that! What a scream! Nice to meet you. Hello, welcome to the Scarf Pagala War. Nick here. I don't know where he's been. Probably been missing of you again. Uh, no, I had a parcel to wait for. Um, you had a parcel? And, yeah, I was waiting for a parcel. And what, what was it? It was a, it was a big box full of counting news, views, and opinion. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I had to come and get that here. So, it was delivered here ages ago. When we did. Oh, if only I'd known where I was coming here for the afternoon and got a pint and everything. Something great. Um, so, yeah, we've got, as you can see, we've got Dave Conlon with us. Welcome, Dave. Good evening, both of you. Okay. Yeah, not bad, not bad. The thing with this is, you don't have to look into the camera. Just look at us. Yeah, they're not interested. They're not. Yeah. Do you like my new set up? By the way. Good that. Yeah. Are you going to do that for everything now? No, no. I just thought I'd go a bit of soccer, Annie, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure, yeah. Objectivise some women in a minute. <laughs> 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 like they used to. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so I've not. I've done a bit of prep. Have you done any prep? No, my prep was getting my parcel. Mate. I've done that, and then just had the worst time with the buses. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I live on like the busiest bus route like, in Europe, but then there'll be like a ten-minute spell every week where there's no buses. Right. And that's just coinciding with me leaving the house. <laughs> you look a bit flustered. You chill. Out. You go and get yourself a beer. There's there's bottles in there if you want a beer. Yeah, we've got pints, but I'll, I can't do you a pint, can I? Unless. Yeah, you can. You, Unless there's a there's a no pint glasses there either, so. Oh, there is a pint glass. You want to use that? You you just get what you want. Let's not let's not have a big conversation. I know, I know. Yeah, we forget the last. Anyway, sorry about that, Dave. No problem. He's asking twice to get a drink. himself at home. Um. So, uh, like I said, like I said in, before we started, we, we we just wanted to chat with you from I guess from my perspective. I always do it chronologically because I like to know about the guests coming on, especially. You know, the amount that you've done for county, I just want to know how you got into football and, and we'll take it all the way through to today. So I guess the first thing is, I know you're a, you're a PE teacher by trade, but how did you get into football through that route? Because that's quite a unique route, I guess, in today's game. 
Yeah, it is. So it started before I was PE teaching, I was coaching. Um, so at university, I did sport and business. So I got started coaching at uni. And then after that, I went and worked doing football and community. So it's coaching the younger ages, really. So different ages, different abilities. Um, and then as I progressed through the coaching badges and got B licence, it opened doors to work at Centre of Excellence. So I actually worked at Stockport when they were back in the league, you know, Centre of Excellence for oh, right. four or five seasons. And then well, that was a part-time job, so a couple of evenings and a Sunday. And then while I was doing that, um, I ended up at Aquinas and uh, doing teaching and sort of fell into that. So I went to Aquinas doing some coaching work with Steve Ellis when he had the Chinese students. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Time. So the project didn't last quite as long as it should have done, but I was at, at sort of foot in the door at Aquinas. Uh, I'd started my teacher training today. So fortunate for me at the time, they kept kept me on and kept me the job as a PE teacher. Um, and then the coaching always ran alongside it. So coaching was always my sort of main interest and my passion as such. And I, I kept that with different roles, you know, the part-time at the Centre of Excellence and then sort of playing non-league and a little bit of coaching non-league and uh, working with Lordy. So I worked with, with Al at the Centre of Excellence and then also played for Al at Averton. And that was when I sort of first came to Stockport with the first team set up when, when Al took over. So a lot to thank Al for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about Al shortly, I guess. But when you you mentioned that you were in the academy early days, we're talking mid two thousands, are we? Yes. Did you yeah. train any of the players that then went on to play for the club? There was a, a couple that were in sort of year year or two above us. Um, so when we were doing the fifteens, the sixteens were great at the time. So the sixteens at the time were ran by Lordy and uh, Peter Ward. So they had the likes of uh, Tommy Rowe in that team. So that 16 team, they got loads of lads who actually went through and right. the first team, yeah. So we, if, we, if we ever played a game with them, our 15s, they are 16s, we didn't win often. <laughs> right, bloody hell, yeah, because Cannon gave Rowie's debut, didn't he? Was he Watford away? Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cracky stuff. Um, he used to say good stuff, don't I? I might go back to good stuff. No, no, it's EFL now, mate. Oh, yeah. Say what you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> EFL, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we'll get to that as well. Um so fast forward to so you did you did you I think you you left the club for a while then did you and so yeah so I worked with Al um, so that was part time so I was still teaching but then I was working with Al obviously when it was part time so I did um, three quarters of a season when I first came in when Al had just took taken over and then a full season with Al uh, and Phil Brown as well so it's the three of us it was a coaching team then really. And then Al stepped down in the summer at the end of that season. So then went away from the club, um, albeit only for a short time, really, how it worked out. So with through sort of mutual friend with Al, that was when I ended up uh, working with Jim at Northwich. So at the end of finishing Stockport, worked with Jim at Northwich. And then obviously it was uh, Jim came back in the January. 2016? Yes. Yeah. So that's all. Um, I was with Jim and again, fortunately, I, I came back with Jim as well. Right, so, and you've been here ever since. Yeah, we can't get rid of me ever since. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, oh, people are telling me to move me, me mic away a bit. I must be sounding like a, I don't know, what, what are they called? Like an MC, like kind of Jim thing. Bowen. Jim Bowen, yeah. <laughs> Apologies for that. I'll move it away. Don't apologise, Ross. You, you be who you want, mate. This weather's got me all touchy. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit. Yeah. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> the new camera will probably get how fl how flustered you are as well. Yeah, yeah, sweaty. Yeah, yeah. 
HD consistently. Finally, got people pay the big money for it. <laughs> this is why people chuck money into the PayPal. <laughs> so January 2016, there with Jim, Jim's assistant at that point. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And then assistant all the way through, and we'll we will cover some of those days as well, all the way through to, I guess, your current role because you were assistant to Rusk. Yep. yep. After Jim. And then assistant to Charlie. But you're not assistant now, are you? How does that work? Yeah, so it changed um, in terms of the title change sort of last summer when really when um, Simon Russ wanted to bring in his own assistant as such. So I was still part of the first team staff, but was classed as first team coach. Right. So it didn't change any of the day-to-day roles or the coaching responsibilities, but it was a, a change in title, I guess, um, which I, I still am now first team coach as opposed to the assistant. Right. So... I don't know if that means it's harder to get rid of me or easier to get rid of me. <laughs> well, I don't know, because you've probably got a harder job, because when when Gaz, Gary Stockford was on, he said assistant was the easiest job, because you just stand there and nod and agree with the manager, <laughs> whereas if you're an actual coach, you've actually got a coach, haven't you? Yeah. So, yeah, words of wisdom from Gary Stockford. <laughs> yeah, as always. <laughs> we've, had, we've had loads. <laughs> They're just the ones that we could get into the episode that we're allowed in. Can't repeat most of this. <laughs> yeah. We've got hours of stuff, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, so coaching then, because um, I've done my level two, you know, pretty, pretty proud of that, you know. <laughs> so what, what level have you, you're not, not pro yet, are you, are you A? No, it was like A license, yeah. So right. I've not done pro license, but A license, yeah. So I did that um, around nine or ten years ago now. Oh, right. Yeah, Bloody so hell. a while, yeah. So would you not look to go to pro then with that, with that sort because you've got the experience, haven't you, within that ten years easily? Yeah, it's, we were only talking about the other day, really. The, the pro licenses, if you've been if you're working full-time in the football league, really. So one thing wouldn't be with it being a lot of the time in non-league. Yeah. Um, and then it's the ones getting on it, you know, there's a massive sort of waiting list, so it's so difficult to get on it. And then there won't be the, the expense and what you gain from doing it. So it's right. something I'd like to do in the future, but like I said, it's difficult first and foremost to get on it and justifying the, the, the sort of expense. But yeah, it's definitely something in the future. Yeah. And the, like you say, I guess the value you get out of it, what would it give you? Does that mean you can manage in the Premier League? I mean, yeah, that's the only so thing, that, really. I think that's the only in terms of the qualification for a job would be managing in the Premier League. So right. I, I guess until the phone goes, I don't need to. <laughs> you know, it'll be about another three months off picking another one, aren't they? So might, you know, it's in the fall. Everyone's got to have a go. So the question we, we, we ask, I think we ask everybody. Um, who did you support growing up? And if it is Man United, you can say it, but we won't like it. You'll know. Well, it was City growing <laughs> oh, up. Oh, was it? Oh, there you go. I'll, I'll, I'll live. <laughs> <laughs> You've more than cancelled it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was um, seasons ago, older than my dad, so growing up, so I went to went to City with my dad, um, and then it got to the age when sort of going to football mates as well, living in Stockport. A lot of my mates were county fans so we used to go to county whether that be on a friday and sit on a saturday and then um you sort of enjoy doing that with, with your mates and yeah getting a bus down and going on castle street for a drink etc and doing that so yeah because and that would have been because you're a similar age to me aren't you that would have been in the really good days of the mid 90s yeah 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 it was a good days yeah yeah so just to, it gets just you doesn't it it gets it you does, yeah better yeah. than city wasn't it back then you, yeah, yeah, I never went to By definition. Oh, right. Well. Oh, no, yeah, we were, clearly. We the, were. Level, the level of football. Yeah, yeah, we were factually better than City then. Yeah. Going to call me a glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. The uh, So so you did UA for A 10 years ago. I, I was, I'm surprised that, because Kino was on last a couple of weeks ago. He said he did his UA for B when he was tw- in his early 20s. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. mean, he's getting through them really quickly, aren't they? I mean, yeah. you know. 
So it's, it's I guess that was what gave me the opportunity to when Al asked me, you know, because I had that qualification. So it meant, um, you know, it, it had some experience in the coaching levels that I could work with the first team and work with, with sort of senior football. So I'd got different experiences with the college, sort of under 19 football, and then some different non league, but not at that level. But with the qualification, it was more just it opens up doors for you, which which it did at the time. Yeah. Who's um, who's been your biggest influence coaching wise, sort of in person and and sort of externally as well? I guess in, in person would be I had a, a brilliant mentor from the FA. So when we're doing the A license, you have your cluster groups, the Northwest cluster groups, which is where sort of still friends with some of the coaches on the course and. Um, and then you get assigned a, an FA member of staff and they'll come and watch you in your own environments. You'll meet up three or four of you. You'll put sessions on and they give you some advice and they help you. And I think we were lucky that we had a brilliant mentor in that who sort of went above and beyond really, came and watched us at our clubs and we'd, we'd go around the different clubs where we all coached at the time. He'd give up his time and watched us. Uh, and he's he's been a sort of full-time member of the FA since that member of staff. But he's just took a job at Forest. So he's, he's called Jamie Robinson. So right. Not very well known, but... He's very highly thought of in the, the coaching circles and at the FA, and he's just gone in there as first team coach. But I think he's one who probably made it made it a little bit more simple or understanding. You know, you can get blown away sometimes with trying to do everything and what you're trying to do. And he was one who really just made a penny drop and simplified things. And and he was good. It was no nonsense. If you did something good, yeah, well done. But also, if you didn't, you know, he told you which is what you wanted. You know, you wanted to wear it straight. So he was someone who d- definitely was a was key in this sort of development role like that. Yeah, what's what and what type of coach are you then? But you know, based on that, uh, in what sense? In terms of yeah, are you are you are you a, like a director coach? Are you hands off? Are you sit back and watch? Give them something to do. Sit back and watch. I forget all the I forget all the terms yeah, now, but you know yeah, what I mean. Don't you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, try to do. A, I think now you need to do a bit of everything, really. So a little bit of everything. I think you need to coach for the environment you're in or the players you're in. So sometimes. You can let the players figure out stuff themselves and solve problems, but other times you need to tell them. So you need to sort of tell them, be a bit more sort of autocratic with them and telling them what to do. That's it. That's the word uh, I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if I'm volunteering, helping out with my little ones team, you know, it's, a little, it's obviously loads different. So yeah. I think as a coach, it's trying to be able to do a little bit of everything, different environments, different players, different needs, different times. You know, if you've got to get information on join the game, it's got to be quick and concise. Yeah. But likewise, it's, I think it's always good if the players can come up with the sort of the answers and solutions themselves. If you can guide them into it and and they understand it, then you're probably going to get a bit more out of them if they can understand the game. Yeah. How 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 different is coaching County's first team to coaching kids? I think the first team's probably easier than coaching the kids. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so. that's, was, that's kind of where I was getting to because yeah. certainly when I was coaching, um, you had to be adaptable. One week there'd be, I don't know, 13 turned up. The next week you'd be nine. I'd do me planning during the week and then it'd just go out the window because the amount yeah. of kids that I was planning for hadn't turned up and I had to move cones and stuff. Is it, but like you say, it must, it's easier with the with the, with the the adults. Yeah, definitely. I think with, with the adults now, you know, facilities, infrastructure, you know, what numbers you've got they're there to, to work and to learn as such. Yeah. Uh, it can be challenging, obviously. It's challenging because you've got to 
keep them engaged and give them the right information and you know they want to enjoy it as much as the kids want to enjoy it but yeah i think sometimes with the kids you know you don't know who's coming or who's going or if even like football or what they want to play you know so yeah there's a little bit of uh i guess babysitting goes on there yeah yeah definitely it's probably is with the adults as well yeah true because you gotta you gotta keep them like it's not switched on well you switched on yes but also you need to keep them on board don't you because if they lose trust in your coaching or your what you know what you're putting on they can they can go the other way as well, can they? Yeah, they're, they're definitely. I think they're you know certainly new players. They always want to the way you up probably as a coach as much as you're weighing them up as a player. So yeah. they want to know is you know is it going to be different? Is it going to be the same session every week? Or how are you going to change it? And how, how do you keep them motivated? So yeah, it keeps keeps you keeps yeah. you going and trying new things all the time. Definitely. Do you ever do you ever just like nonchalantly ping one into the top left just to keep it real? Keep, show show <laughs> them that you've got it. Show the demo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what you <laughs> we're, yeah, we're nine year olds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like lofty one of them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then one of them, one of them's going like, "Wow, we can play football." Yes, I can. I can. I can coach you. <laughs> I did get to do some kick ups when I was walking through the park the other day. Some kids lost the ball and they were quite impressed with my kick. Were they? Yeah, yeah. Probably thinking he's got a good touch for a big man. Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Um, so joining County at 20, in 2016, January. Um, we've been doing this since January 2015. People are probably sick of hearing that, but I like saying it because it's a long time. Um, we consider there are our dark days, really, don't we, to be from when Kennedy left the club up until Jim returned, really, yeah, aren't Jack, we? And Steve Bellis and, and, yeah. and George Hudson. So where I'm getting at with that is you came back at a really good time where what we consider to be the dark days are over to coin a song. What song's that? It's Florence and Machine. That's it's it. dog days. It's oh, not is it dark dog days? days. Yeah, is it yeah. not dark days? No. I've been singing it wrong all this time. Uh, it's on them, uh, it does sound like, it would make more sense. It would, uh, yeah. yeah. But they are Florence, you hippie dippy no bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, you come in at a really good time. What was the mood like, if you can remember, <laughs> at that time when you came in? I, I think, so just roll it back a little bit more with, Al, I think Lordy did a, a a brilliant job at the time. Yeah, sort of stopped the decline as such. You know, I can remember the first couple of games with him where it sounds crazy now, but they could have gone out of the conference and off. You know, yeah, yeah, no, what would have yeah. happened? Then I don't know. So I think you know the job Lordy did with so many restrictions, a budget. You know, his hands tied. Uh, he was superb. Sort of not only steadied it, but he actually turned it round and, and sort of started it pointing forward again. And I think that was a, a huge job. Um, and he, you know, he, he rightly gets the credit for it now. But I think from from many county fans who know, they'll give Lordy the credit he deserves for mm. that. I think coming back, it was probably that more renewed optimism that something could happen. You know, it it, it can change and it will get better. Um, but it was only ever small little jumps. I guess we were always only you know little improvements. I think we've improved every year. So you know, been involved and always finished yeah. higher. Yeah, and I think. Uh, coming back with Jimmy probably then changed the professionalism. So he changed the professional side on the pitch and off the pitch. And, you know, I think people know he, it was well documented that he helped off the pitch as well and he guided them and helped the club in, in more, than, more than one way, you know, not just on the pitch for the football and players, but he introduced the sort of fast forwarding a little bit, he introduced a really extra morning a week. So the yeah. Monday yeah. mornings. And again, it was, you know, it was this. Giant club at a turn and was pointing in the right direction, but it still took a hell of a lot of work yeah. to, to get it going. And I think, obviously, without Jim's work, it wouldn't have got to, to where it did get and it wouldn't have made it probably a um, a club that was appealing for, from the outside for, for the investment. You know, it was, yeah. everyone could see the potential, but it was just starting to, 
to get that a little bit with the bigger crowds and into the playoffs and, and obviously after that more success yeah I think I think you've kind of stole our thunder really because that's the route we were going down. I mean, yeah. it does. It's that you, 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 and Jim and the coaching staff and and Lordy and all the players that contributed to the, that era between twenty sixteen and twenty. When did Stock take over? Twenty twenty January twenty twenty. So there's some of the lads that are still here now. I mean, that's it's almost like we we can't thank you lot enough, really, can we? You know, as as a, as, a, as people. But if if you said when. When like Lordy was having having to sell players mid season and he's having to pay basically a team full of kids and get them to do a job, I'd never have thought that we'd be sat here like what seven eight years later, like talking about people who were actually legends and who are still at the club now yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. That just felt so far away, didn't it? Yeah, going into the football league as well, just doing this podcast, we we were we, we just didn't even fathom it, did we? It wasn't even entering our heads, was it? Well, that's that's the only reason I came on because you needed someone to talk about not football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, yeah, yeah. Now it's like, yeah. can you talk about the football? Now, now, now that we're talking about the football, Nick, you need to step up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you get to go and do talks, though. They don't want this. <laughs> so, all throughout that era, then, I guess there's, there's, there's two questions. We've had a question in from Ian Dowden, who asks a question every week. Um, and sorry, Ian, we haven't got a, a, an album cover for you. Can't even get one. Should have brought it with me. Should have brought it with you. Should have brought it with me. My, um, my Uber with Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> he already seemed angry enough that he had to come up that hill. Did he? Outside yours. Yeah. So if I'd gone, oh, can you just hold me vinyl for me yeah. as well? Burns about three quid of fuel. He's not charged me enough. Um, of the current crop, I tell you what. Let's start with 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 the other the, all the other players that you've that you've, that you've managed through, you know, or coached through at County from 2016 to now. Who's been the best trainer and the worst trainer? Not ex- excluding the current crop, we'll get to the yeah. current crop in a second. Um, when you can dig someone out now. Dig someone out. <laughs> I think going back to with with Al, I think a standout player there would be Phil Jevons, who was top class sort of on and off the pitch. He was brilliant. Right. Um, I think guess of someone new coming into coaching that that level and that environment environment, he was great with me. He was doing his coaching at the time, so he only left the club because he got offered a yeah. full time job at Everton. Right. So it was great to work with someone like him. And I think, I think Al joined that season. Al made him captain during that season, and he, you know, led by example. He was brilliant. So you know, whether it be training and des- dressing room, uh, a great goal between between the players and the staff. So I think somebody uh, in that time, he, he, I think he, you know, he, he was brilliant. He sort of was dragging a team through on some performances. You know, he was stand out. You could tell he had that little bit of a you know, class above other players, uh, but also he. he he was great. He loved his time there, and, and it was. Uh, I think you know, if he'd have played when the club were higher, you know, fans then would have realised just how, how good he was. Yeah, but as a person around the club as well, he was he was superb. So nice. he was brilliant. So, but he was a. But I mean, generally he was a class above, wasn't he? I mean, he yeah. played in the Premier League, had he not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he had. And you think sometimes if players are dropping down, it'd be easy for him just to, you know, is a heart in it. What, yeah. What's yeah. The next step, but you know, he was someone who wanted to, wanted to win, win everything he did. Yeah. What about worst trainer then? Worst trainer. I'm struggling now. Let me, let, I'll have a think about this one and come back to I mean, there's some names trainer. in there for worst player. So one of them will probably be <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get splinters on. I sitting on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> like worst players, worst trainers. Uh, what about the current crop? Okay. Let's, let's, let's not go with, well, worst, worst trainer first and in the current crop that they, they would admit it themselves. It's, it's, the, you know, because you sometimes you get players, don't you, who don't train really well, but then on a Saturday they turn up, don't they? Yeah, I think 
you, you'll think I'm being diplomatic here, but you know, <laughs> the, the group we've got sort of now and what we had last season and, and a, a, a unbelievable trainers, the the level and intensity that they train at is is, is, is fantastic. You know, if there's a, a game of five, six aside or whatever at the end of a training, no one wants to lose. You know, there's no one who will forget it, won't be trying. You know, if we'd get dug out by the other lads, but the the standard and like the intensity and, and professionalism of that is is unbelievable. Honestly, I think people are quite surprised if you come and watch that. Well, you know, you train at, at this intensity, and I think that's that's rolled over to how we play. Certainly since the new new managers come in, we're playing with an intensity that's unbelievable. You know, that other teams couldn't live with last season, and that came from him sort of getting the intensity right in training and, and demanding in training. And it's you know the players love it. Um, so I, I wouldn't say there's a, I bet my, my phone's probably going now and the staff are all putting names in it. Why aren't you saying it? Why you saying it? <laughs> no, I mean, we don't, obviously we don't want you to name, you know, to cut, you know like I say, dig somebody out. Um, we, we spoke to Challenger, didn't we, on in the King's Tap just after we won promotion. Still available. Still available, yeah. Watch it on uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> um, and he said, I th- I th- what was it about? It was about uh, the intensity. And I said, well, but if you keep up that intensity, you've mentioned it about a training. We spoke it about it at the time in matches because we could tell from that first Bolton match the intensity just switched in it uh, from from Rusk's style of play. Is there a danger then? I'll ask you the same question. Is there a danger with the tr- coaching and the training sessions that if you keep that intensity up, you bring on fatigue and, and invite injury? And how do you how do you mitigate that? Yeah, for me, you know, when you put it like that, you think yes, you think you can't train at that level and that intensity, but I think that's where it takes. You know, it's, it's managing it so it'll be done in shorter periods of time. So what we do, you know, it'll be done over shorter periods. So there might be technical work that's done a little bit lower intensity. And then if it's something match specific, it could be walked through or at half pace or on a pose. But then when there's a time to go, it, it, it goes and it hits those levels. And I think that's that became our, you know, the intensity became our sort of trademark last season. And that's what, to, you know, speaking to opposition teams are like, you know, you just couldn't handle it. You blew us away. And, you know, we're scoring early goals and getting games won by half time as such. So it's there could be a danger of it, but I think it's managed, and that's down to the the staff of sports science, and they look at it. So we've got uh, the lads who are aware of the pods, GPS pods, yeah. so the training loads are monitored. So there'll be a, a weekly schedule of what we want to hit in terms of distances, high speed, etc. And then that's broken down to to daily ones. And obviously, if we go a little bit over, then the next day will go a little bit under, and likewise. And that's you know that's credit to, to how good the staff are at, at doing that, and then the, then it, it it manages it, and the week will tailor off a little bit. So the Friday will be the lightest session, so we're going into Saturday, you know, with that fresh and, and able to do it. And I also think we've got the we're fortunate where we've got the squad where if players come out, players can go in and they can match it, so they can match out. So it's not like if you're missing a couple through injury, illness, suspension, then it's going to weaken. It's not you know when they're. The lads who weren't playing towards the end of the season, maybe they were doing the job by still training. So they were ready. You know, when they got their opportunity, they were ready to go. And that's why the, the squad was so important. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, we've got a question from a chap called Andy Plant. It, it links into what you've just said. He says, how long in advance do the coaching staff prepare for county players for a specific match day situations they may face, given now that... Given the two half-time substitute rule plus the extra three, how has that affected coaching preparations? Now, now a game of two halves almost. He says. Yeah, I guess if we sort of two elements to that question. So one would be 
if we were playing Saturday to Saturday, you know, we'd we'd uh, we'd be looking at the opposition the next game straight after the game. Really, certainly if it was an on, on an away trip, we'd be looking at yeah. watching our game back or watching the next game. Then Monday would be almost a, a bit of a, a recovery session or a top up session because the lads haven't played, and then we'd be doing a, some specific work. Tuesday, Thursday for the, the next opposition. So that might be some attacking practices where we think we can exploit the opposition or something we need to be wary about, sort of counteracting some of their uh, attacking sort of strengths. So we'd, we'd look on that on, a, on sort of themes on a Tuesday or Thursday. And then on the, the Friday, then we'd sort of nail down that, you know, any little bits of there's a changing game plan or a changing shape and then go through set pieces as well. So dependent. If we've got the full week to practice, we'll do little bits throughout the week and then we'll do some specific work for the opposition. Uh, and then also we, we have team meetings on the, the Friday and the Saturday where we'll show the, the lads what the opposition do, how they play, what the threats are, what we need to nullify. So we've got, you know, again, great analysis team that will put videos together and they'll get clips and then we'll look at how we can exploit them, you know, whether that be set pieces, pieces or in the game. So they'll watch uh, some videos the day before and then on the, on the day of the game as well. So Saturday to Saturday makes it quite easy. It's when you've got a midweek game and it's tough and so you're yeah. limited. So I think that's why a strength of ours last year was we stuck to our principles a lot. So we tweaked a little bit, so we changed bits for opposition, but we were almost like, what we're good at, let's do it. So if we're good at this, let them worry about us. And yeah, we'd be aware if they had something specific or you know a, a key play we need to be aware of. But it, with the focus, I think, turned to being about us and what we're good at and let, let's use our strengths. So that would be planning in terms of opposition. In terms of the subs, the subs will change this year. So you're allowed five subs. Yeah. So you can. It's only three opportunities or half time. So probably links back to that intensity question where you can play that intensity even more so because you know that you're going to be able to change a couple of players. I think last year it was tough when we had to name the squad because we're leaving out good players every yeah. week. You know, yeah. it was almost like we need those extra couple of subs, and you know they'd be training great, they'd be doing nothing wrong, but unfortunately they. The 18, 19, whatever it was, quality plays we had didn't fit into a match day 16. And then we had the, you know, sometimes we didn't put a goalkeeper on the bench, and then towards the end we did. So it's it's different ways of managing it. Whereas this time now we'll be able to include a, a couple extra. Yeah. So we've got more tactical options. And then hopefully again, we can, you know, more opportunities to keep that high energy going. Yeah. So it should, should help us. I think, again, going back to how fortunate we are, what a good squad we've got. The more quality you've got on the bench, the more it's going to help you. So you've got more options. You know, it's not like you never look at the bench and you're like, I don't want to put him in. You know, where's he going? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. Like that. So yeah, it should should help us. But it's, we, we've spoke about it as staff. It's going to be different. You know, so we've got to be be aware of that, and there'll be conversations near the time. Yeah, I think Dave Challen said at the fans forum last night. He talked about squad sizes and and the, and the substitutes and things. He mentioned that one player has to be from a youth system, I think, on the bench yeah. or something like that. So. Cody, that's Cody Johnson, isn't it? It's just yeah, a shoe in, isn't it? That's it. See, see, he has to be named in the, the 22 man squad. Right. So one player that's homegrown, developed, right. such a club person. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So he, he will be in the, the 22 man man squad. Right, yeah. okay. Have the got a question in from uh, Phil Patton, pa Phil Panton. Have the new players uh, been surprised by the intensity of the training sessions and the way that we play? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that's one of the comments really from most new players when they come in so whether it be last season lads coming on loan they were like well <laughs> it's, it's fast this it's quick this it's done with a purpose so it's a little bit of a, a shock to them probably at first that you know th there's no 
easy holes and stuff, you know, there is a time, but then when it's into it, it's done bang on. So it is a little bit of a shock for new players coming in. But going back to recruitment, again, what I think the recruitment staff have done really well is they're getting players in who can can do that. Yeah. So if you look at the players we've got this year, they've, they've played lots of games. So they're, they're used to it and they're robust to play lots of games. You know, they've got a good record of no injuries and, and high levels of fitness so they can play the style we want to. You know, they can do what we want. But yeah. but yeah, good question. And it is a little bit of a shock for some lads coming in, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it always looks a shock. It always looks a shock to me. Oh, no, it always looks a shock to Ryan Johnson to me. That he, he looks shocked, if that makes sense, at how fast it is. Because he's a bit like Neo, because he's like, the, the game's going fast, really, around him. And he's just like, yeah. yeah. Bang. Got it on lockdown. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. But he's, re- he's a really good player, isn't he? Yeah. No, he's great. I think because he, he's used to training at that intensity on a Saturday. It's not like, oh, I've got to have one less touch. Or I've got to do something different. It's like, well, the lads have been pressing me all week. So now it's it's easy. You know, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's I always great. thought I'd like to be a professional footballer. Then I saw they were training yesterday. And I was just like, <laughs> nah, you're all right. No, I'm not going out in that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good it's a good point though. Was that a shorter session yesterday under the conditions and Yeah, it was we we trained earlier, so we tried to combat that a little bit by training earlier. Right. Yeah. But I guess it was only thirty four degrees rather than thirty six degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we did try we tried to help out, yeah. We trained a little bit earlier yesterday so it wouldn't be wouldn't be quite as hot yeah uh, and, and just the, the usual stuff you know more drinks breaks etc stuff like that yeah. yeah and what are maybe easier on the numbers when you get them in and you look at them and go well it was the hot that day so we can we yeah can... so again we can bring it down a little bit knowing that they can do a little bit extra on, on thursday and then bring yeah. it down on friday <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah got no, it, it was, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just sweat on just just being stood there before the players had even come out just setting up the staff was sweating under the heat so god it shows how unfit unfit i was i I was sweating setting up this (laughs) i've sweated sweated pretty much doing everything for the past past week or so (laughs) everything i've done i've been caked in a layer of sweat i'm glazed now (laughs) (laughs) um phil cross what do the new lads think of the facilities i guess that's a massive selling point now isn't it for new players definitely when the books of most will come around and have a little look around before they actually sign so they'll come and look at the, the training facilities and I, I think you can tell them how good it is so it's easy when you're telling somebody oh it's brilliant we've got this we've got that the, the pictures are great we've got the players lounge we've got the analysis suite but even that well you can tell them how good it is when they actually come around and see it it doesn't they're like well yeah mm. it's it's good you know and they'll say got players who've played at a high level they'll be like you know this is as good as championship clubs have got so it's you know it's definitely much easier to sell them that when they're coming in and looking around and they're, they're seeing what they can see in the players area and going out and seeing what the grass pitch are like yeah it makes it a, a, a sell and i think the facilities and even if they come to enter to the ground or if they've played against us on opposition i know when the, the lads from tokyo joined us you know they were asked what was it like when you played against us towards the end of the season and they're like oh, i can't believe it you know it's a tuesday night and the atmosphere and the attendance so I think the, the size of the club, you know, allegedly and the, and the training ground make it make it a, an easier one to sell rather than you know training on half the pitch on an AstroTurf on a Tuesday night. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like we said before, it's miles away from where we've come. Yeah. Um, someone's put triple X XXL shirt rust. Nice, you know, like a smiley face. No, it's not quite that, but it does hide my beer belly. That's cut that, that I've, that I've we all need that now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's grown over lockdown. Um, 
Uh, yeah, we've got, got a few more coming in here as well. So are the subs decided to change the system or impact the game more? Are the subs decided to change system or impact game more? That's from Waggy. I don't quite understand that, but do you? I don't understand anything, mate. I thought you were going to give us some words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think we're fine. <laughs> I think we've used, we've used subs to change shape. Yeah, so we've, we've changed shape before, so it might be with whether that's sacrificing defender to put more attacking player on if we're chasing it or vice versa, if we're locking up so we can change shape, um, change systems with it and freshen it up. You know, if somebody maybe isn't, it's not going for them, it might just give somebody a little fresh impetus or again, you know, a bit of recharge, fresh, fresh legs coming on so it can be a little bit of everything there. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Waggy, I mean, you must have played football manager. You make subs for all different kinds <laughs> yeah. of situations, don't you? You know, sentimental mainly. Main, yeah, sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, also, I also have one sentimental sub on there. Like, yeah, so, yeah. Either player was going to be retiring or like, a young kid from the academy. But I, I bet you because you like your squad numbers. Do you, do you have like a number seven on the bench, and he's not quite good enough to be better than the number thirty-three that's right wing? But you'll put him on anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm I'm coming to the tail end of Marcus Rashford's career on my thing. So right. he, he gets a spot on the bench just for feeding the kids and that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, he's always on there, even though he's retiring. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good point, actually. We'll move on to squad numbers, because we asked Charlie this, and he was like, well, some players like it. Are you are you a squad number man? Do you, do you get involved in any of that? Uh, no, I think it's... it's the lads will like the number sometimes, but it's not always a 1-11 to 11 number, is it? So, no. if, you know, it could be the first number they had when they've signed the first professional deal. It might be the number they wore last year, and they had a, a great season, so they want to keep it. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's six, seven players who all want number 10, they're not going to all get it. So again, there's a little bit of trying to keep people happy, but you know who it is. And I think, I think lads, they understand now when we've got such a strong squad that, you know, it's not really unusual what numbers they have, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. Have you ever had it at, at kid's age? I had, I had one once when I was coaching Dan's team. Uh, this dad said to me, uh, oh, by the way, my lad, can he, can he have number 11? That's the number I want because that's his favourite number. <sighs> Some United player plays with number 11. Like, right, okay. You do realise it's nine aside, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I want to have number 11. I'm like, this is this is stupid. This what right. happens when you can't hit your kids anymore. <laughs> but this is, what, this is what happens when people watch football on TV yeah. and don't yeah. actually go to the games and stuff, don't they? I thought you were going to say, because he mentioned United players. You said no. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> this no, is no, no. Trigger, <laughs> I've got like a, a, a twitch going. <laughs> But yeah, have you ever had anything like co- coaching the kids and that? That's like anything, uh, anything as, as absurd as what I've yeah, just told you. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think <laughs> when when my lads started playing, they all they got a kit and a number, and like you said, it was you know one to seven or whatever it was. So yeah, I don't think there was any any fallout there right. or not not that I knew. Good, well, that's how we should glad be. they got the shirt. Yeah, yeah they just they got the, the shirt. Yeah, so there might be season tantrums next year, maybe. Yeah, thought, yeah. It's when it's when they all start like, coming. I want I want number ninety nine, and they start. Replicating the favourite footballer with their oh, heads. Yeah, replicating yeah. Mr. Whippy. He says, I really want number 99. And then come, turns up to training just as I scream, man. But I think what it is, Ross, because I, when I used to play for Apollo Juniors, <laughs> Shout out! <laughs> I, think, I don't think they're going anymore. So I don't think it matters. Um, when I used to play for Apollo Juniors, when I was in the starting eleven, it was normally because someone else wasn't available. So you obviously have the bag with all the shirts in, and everyone would fight over them. Yeah. And like generally, the attacking lads would get like nine and ten because it's four four two back then. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mid nineties, but I'd always just be left with whatever shirt. So I think that's why I'm so bothered about squad numbers now. Right, yeah. You know, I can finally control it. <laughs> it's like you know, when, when you were kids and you're just like. I just thought I'll eat, drink Sunny Delight and eat Pop-Tarts all day. <laughs> yeah. And when you turn to like 18, 19, you're like, oh, I live on my own. I can, I can drink Sunny Delight and eat Pop-Tarts all day. And then you do it and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ever eat them things again. <laughs> so that's what I'm like with squad numbers. I'm just, that's, cause it's it's a, part, a part of my chaotic life that I can control us. I like it, yeah. So if apart, you... apart from when Trent Alexander-Arnold comes on telly. Yeah, so I'm 66. 66. And I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> but why does he have that, by the way? It's not a Liverpool podcast. Oh, oh, I looked it up after we discussed oh, it yeah. last. It's not, the, it's not England World Cup, is it, sure? No, I oh. thought maybe... Well, no, because Trent Alexander-Arnold is the least... He's, he's a scouser, isn't he? So he's the least English. Right. <laughs> he's, he's probably cares about a World Cup <laughs> least of anyone in the squad. Um, no, I looked it up after we mentioned it last. And he's just... Get this. He's just never bothered to change it. You don't have to do anything, Trent. Just go and ask the gaffer. Say, number two is free. I'll have that next season. But he's he's never bothered to change yeah. it. He's got a team full of people to do. All the branding and stuff, he'll have his marketing team to do. And just getting the number, you just ask his manager, surely. Mm. Yeah. No one else has got it. It's not like he's taking it off. It's off somebody else, else yeah. yeah. I'm not, not bothered by it, mate. <laughs> 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 it's not, it's not just mentioning it. What about... So, like, just going back, bring it, let's bring it back to county. Um... <laughs> Cody Johnson, what number's Cody got? 34. 34. Does he want to keep that or is he easy? I bet he's angling for number eight in the honour. No, that's not silly. Come on. What? No, you... Eventually. No, no, I, mean, I, I say ang- right, angling, aiming for then. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I think so. And again, I mean, not not the conversation, but maybe because he wore that last year, he might think, well, I'll wear the same this year because it's yeah. the number I made my debut in it. But yeah, yeah. I, I, you'd think that eventually they'd be wanting to get. See, Phil Foden did that, and I'll look at the fucker <laughs> wearing number 47. And they've just given number seven to Cancelo today. Yeah, he was a, he was a little fullback. Mm. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's appalling. Appalling business. Cody, Cody Johnson's debut, though, didn't he send two, who, who were they? Uh, Chesson players into the pop side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Hit. <laughs> Even I was like, I've done a follow the ball. that 99 you mentioned. <laughs> 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 oh. Um... Back to the questions then, because <laughs> uh, we've done no research. No, um, <laughs> no but we, we, we know about you anyway, Dave. Uh, Chaloner and Gannon are very different managers, but have they got similarities? They both have heads. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess the different ta- kind of... I, I say managers, what about in the coaching? Because they're all coaches now, aren't they, I guess? Yeah, so both are, both are hands-on coaches. Right. So both will will want to coach, you know, so they'll want to be on the grass. So, you know, they'll let the other staff do some, but they'll, they'll want to be hands-on. They'll want to go through stuff. They'll want to, you know, especially, I think, getting the closer they get to the match day, they want to go on and they want to set out the 11 v 11 and talk about the, the structure and how we're going to play. So both are very, very hands-on coaches, you know, so as like I said, the managers, but they are coaches as well. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they... They both probably love getting on the grass and actually coaching. So as much as the manager role is different, really, and they, they oversee it and everything that goes alongside it, I think a definite similarity would be they, they both like being on the grass and they're both coaching. Yeah. What, what about match days then? Because we, we, I mean, we could tell that Gannon was a bit of a shouter, <laughs> yeah. you know, in barking instructions. Challenger not so much, I don't think. He still does it, I think. But yeah, he, yeah, he probably does it probably, probably to a lesser extent. Mm. And I think... You know, he still will have moments where the lads will be told if it needs to be told, he's not afraid to tell them and, and they know that, they know where they stand with him. 
and he's he's honest. So if they've done something well, and know they'll get the praise. But likewise, if they're not doing something they've been asked to or not up to standard, they'll get told no sort of two ways about it. So they're very, um, you know. I guess you've got to do that as a manager, haven't you? You've got to do that. And I think the thing they'll always say is, they'll always say, I'll be honest with you, so I'm going to tell you. You might not always like what you're going to wear, but if it's honest and I'm telling you the truth, you, you know, that's that's it. And it's, yeah. I think players sometimes don't realise it's to help them, isn't it? So the info you're doing, it's actually to help them, you know, if, and whether they're not carrying out the instructions or whatever. So I think there's a, you know, there's a way to do it, isn't there? You know, they need the criticism or they need to be told, but likewise, it's, it's to try and help them. Yeah, is that... Is that down to recruitment again, where you get a player in that can knows their own ability and the limits and can take a, can take criticism on board and, and act upon it rather than taking it on board and, and going in a huff, so to speak? Yeah, it's probably knowing, you know, again, a, a skill of a, the coach and the manager is knowing what players will respond to, yeah. to what, so yeah. who needs that arm round and told in private, who needs that shouting out in front of the, the, the lads and who responds to what best, so you know what you're going to get the, the best out of it. But likewise, you you know, you, you're limited in what time you've got at half-time or on the touchline where you've got to tell them what to do. So sometimes it's a matter of probably being a bit more direct and making sure they do, yeah. they do what they're asked of. Yeah, because you do it, Russ. It's all training side of it. I can take criticism. I get it from Russ every week. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, at the same time... Oh, cheers, upset you though, is it all right? Yeah, yeah. I get enough criticism from Russ and from my girlfriend. <laughs> so I'm just like, I can't take it in a professional setting as well. No, I mean, the, the, the highest I ever played was Stockport District Sunday League. Um, I, I didn't mind it for managers. I mean, I say managers, it's Stockport District Sunday League, isn't it? Um, what I couldn't handle it from was other players that I knew were either equal to me or they might have even been better than me, but it was the way they were delivering it. And at Sunday League, there's no prisoners, is there? You know, even even on the on the Saturday league, you know, in Stockport, I've seen, I've watched it before county ladies matches, and they're just they're calling each other names, it's barking at each other, and I just, as a player, I just like, well, you're just shouting at me for nothing, so why why do I even bother? But I guess that's because that's why I'm not a professional, isn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you know, a professional would go, well, I'm not taking that, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and and go the other way. It's I guess. It, it's if it's got personal, isn't it? You can take criticism, but yeah, it's personal, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a bit like, hang on, I'm not gonna listen to that or I'm not going to do that rather than if it's mm. just something to make you better or change what you're doing then you can take it a little bit better and you know and if you disagree with something then it's time and a place to have that conversation yeah um back to back to coaching we'll move on to what's what's what time we on can you tell I don't even know what time it is what are we on it's quarter past eight is it quarter past eight? We started it, so we're 45 minutes in already. Minutes, Time flies when you're having yeah. fun, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure you just turned into like an eight year old man then for a minute. <laughs> Granddad Russ. Um, yeah, training routines. <laughs> training routines. Let's not get onto that <laughs> line of line of uh, talking oh, no, um no, yeah, yeah. training <laughs> training routines um when you when is there any particular um sessions you put on where is the collective grown from the players rondo rondo probably the fit the, the physical one is that they think oh we're not looking forward to it but again i think times have changed where they they know they've got to do it and i think we, we tried to get away from that by saying look you're doing this because so if we need him to do a certain amount of high speed running it's to injury prevention and to make sure they're ready for yeah, it yeah so they know again, why they're doing it even as an adult if you tell someone why you're doing it look you're going to do this because it's going to help you it's going to stop you getting injured you feel off the weekend then they, they do it yeah you know what i mean um so that no i think 
probably in the past any fit sort of physical stuff was a bit like oh, no that's what i do with a football but i think that times have changed and yeah you know it's professional now and they're, they're happy to do it really yeah so when you say when you <laughs> well, say physical... mom behind our back <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's cool to be healthy now isn't it? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why we do it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when you say physical do you mean like laps of the pitch and things like that yeah not so much the, my laps but no some short, sort of bleep tests but, yeah we, we've not we've not done the, the bleep test but if you're doing some pitch runs to to get a certain amount of distance that they need to get in, so you know they, they know it's going to be tough, but it's not a moan if I don't want to do it. It's just like you know this is going to be tough work, which it's going to be. You know, so they've had a few sessions. We've tried to do a lot with the ball. You know, the majority of it, even though it's been physical or fitness side, it's, it's been with a football. So it's uh, again, it keeps them engaged. Yeah, they say that's what they want into. Yeah. Even yeah. children, that's what children yeah, just want to have a football at the feet, don't they? Um, moving on to sort of. If we bring it up to date, then this season, or oh, the season just last season, it's called this last, last season, season now. now. We're now on this season. I know we're now a football league club. Yeah. Um, so going back to last season, then the the running at the end. Um, we've said a lot on this podcast how how much it got to us. Well, it got to me. He definitely well, well, we've had a full on breakdown. By the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> last episode, um, which culminated in the Wrexham match. Um, oh. How was it inside the camp? I mean, we asked Charlie, and Charlie was very. He was, zen, yeah, calm, he was. Yeah, he was. He was like, oh, well, it was nothing, you know. Yeah. Like, it was. He was. Yeah, annoyingly calm. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but but how were the players? Did they even need like picking up did it, or extra motivation? Did they think that we'd lost it or? No, I think as you, as you said, there's from the the manager that his calmness was. It was his trust and his faith he had in the players, you know. So he, he'd say that to players, and I think one thing we we always did, even towards the end of the season, we. We kept everything in house, so there's no one was going out saying best team in the league. We're going to do this. We're yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, we'll have our conversations inside. We knew what our aims were, but we, we we did keep calm. You know, and I think that comes from the manager. So the manager's calm, and that portrays down to all the staff. It portrays to the players. So you know, there, there's elements in certain games, or like you said, after the Wrexham game, where you can't help thinking what's happened, what's this going to do, but then it would be keep doing what we do. So if we keep doing what we do, it, it will come good and, you know, keep the faith and trust trust in what we're doing. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's how you deal with it at the top. You know, if that was flipped it and you rip everything up and you make six, seven changes the next game or you change what you've been doing and all of a sudden I think the, the players probably and the fans look at it a bit of, something must be wrong because they've changed. Yeah. But if we, we did have a little blip or something, it was not wholesale changes, you know, something maybe tweaked and we, we got back on it. Um yeah, it, it probably just made it a bit more exciting, didn't it? Taking it to the last game, you know, well, it would have been boring to yeah, cheers. win it. The before, <laughs> it? So, that's what friend of the show Ben Walker was saying on Yellow Ball. When yeah, we were stretching yeah. up a bit of a lead, he was saying, Oh, it'd be nice to have a bit of jeopardy, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> People are, oh, you're a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, not on the final day, he was on there within five minutes of the final whistle going, Wasn't that like yeah, worth yeah. it more? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well worth the turmoil. Yeah, didn't think that at the time, but yeah, no, it was it was a bit of jeopardy. It was horrific at the time. I've got to say, yeah, but I think once we beat Torquay, it was like an eating again. It was yeah. Like, yeah, we're not going to let this slip. But that's now. it. We won it. We won it with six points. We won it with six yeah. points in front in the end, didn't we? And it, it felt like the Torquay game. We would so, all of a sudden we were just back to our normal selves yeah. before the blip. Before that, I think the Grimsby game started it all off, didn't it? Obviously, the unlucky odd sending off yeah. of Asas because we were on top before yeah. that um and then i won't say the wheels came off but you know yeovil away we just there's something not quite right you know with it yeah there's there's definitely a bit of if you, when you look at 
at any team at any level, you know, you'll see him caving at the end. Yeah. You think how they've just conceded two goals towards the end or what yeah. they're doing. And it's, it's it's probably that subconscious, you know, little bits. And, that, you know, it'd be easy to say a little bit of bad luck if Sars hadn't been sent off on that one at Grimsby. We'd probably gone on and won. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. we won two or three quite comfortable. Likewise, a Yeovil, the game had just turned to sort of the men, men was yeah, just going. Yeah. And we all thought we're going to get something out of this. And then they, they and someone threw something on the pitch, yeah. didn't they? Delayed it a little bit. <sighs> but yeah, it was it was trying to keep, I think, keep calm and, and, and trust in what we're doing. And, you know, try, this sort of from a staff, they say it's trying to control what we can control. You know, yeah. we couldn't affect what else was going on outside of it. So we just had to look at ourselves and, you know, we, 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 we had that opportunity and I think everyone was of the same mindset. Look, we've got ourselves in this unbelievable position now that they'd never dreamt of six months ago. So there's, yeah. there's sort of no chance we're going to... Yeah, you didn't need you didn't need one of the players coming on a stupid podcast and ruining it all, <laughs> did you? <laughs> you know? Who did that? But that was so noticeable every time when, especially like teams like, yeah, like Chesterfield and Wrexham yeah. players giving it out in like October. Yeah. Like, oh well, I've not seen a better team. Yeah, you know, Country Mile. Season. Jeff yeah. King said Country, country Mile. They yeah. were the best team by a Country Mile. Yeah. And it's it so nuts for every time that we weren't doing that. But, but that's what I like. That's it. Sounds really weirdest, but that's what I like about us. As we we, we never got ahead of ourselves. No, because uh, well, mainly because we were shitting it. Basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were never ahead of ourselves. Um, but the admins as well of the Twitters, which I, I think are quite influential. The, the Chesterfield admin, Jesus Christ, they were going to town, weren't they? Well, that, well, that was like a fifteen-year-old, but especially after all the Chelsea stuff, and yeah. the Chelsea loving, that got so weird. It, well, it, it did get really, weird. Really yeah. weird. It did get weird. But then you've got then you've got Liam on hours. It's Liam on hours, isn't yeah. it? And it, everything he was just very. Just, just sat, sat back and let it all unfold, yeah. didn't he? And it was really, I think he was really professional yeah. about it. After beating Torquay, it's just like, we're at home on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come down? If you don't, fine. <laughs> but slow and steady wins the race, doesn't it? You know, so it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because I guess you want to say it, but yeah. whose effect are you doing it? You know, because you're, yeah. you're setting yourself up to be knocked yeah. down, aren't you? And if you prove right, then no one's really going to say to you, yeah, you're right, by the way, well done for that. You know, you just yeah. get all the knockers out and waiting, people wanting you to, to be proved wrong. Yeah. Because the, the Wrexham documentary, the trailer was out today for that. Joking, I'm looking yeah, forward was, to that. It's going to be good seeing County win the league on Disney Plus, isn't it? It's going to be great. But it actually, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of football documentaries anyway. Oh, I love them. I love yeah. them, yeah. Apart from the fact that when, when a team does agree to do one, they normally go on to have a terrible season. Like nine out of ten of them football documentaries, it's a team having just a shit of a season. Even the Spurs one. I mean, yeah. that, that was the one where you think, well, this is definitely going to go to shit at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, obviously it goes to shit on the Wrexham one as well. Does it? Oh, you've yeah. spoiler alert. Sorry, mate. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about these little non-league clubs anyway, mate. You know, 15 years in non-league, mate. What are they to us? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that though because I think we'll we'll feature heavily. On, I reckon on, so. Uh, yeah, you reckon yeah. so? Yeah, I did on the Salford. Mind you, Salford actually won, got promoted when they played us, didn't they? When we popped up on theirs, I think we beat them a couple of yeah. times, but they went on to get promoted. Yeah. But now it's like the, the whole thing that this documentary for Wrexham was building towards just hasn't happened. No. Do they, you? They feel like having a documentary about like Harry Potter, <laughs> and then. Episode two, like the films don't come out. They <laughs> 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 just stopped. <Yeah. laughs> Halfway through one film as well. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Just like, I think Richard Harris dies. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh, stop. just the credit, no credits or anything. Just stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you, 
on a personal note, you, I don't know if you've got time, but do you ever watch these football documentaries? Yeah, no, I've watched those. So, yeah, I think Have the you? trailer for the Arsenal one came out as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's the latest yeah. Arsenal one, because there's already yeah. an all or nothing, all or nothing. Arsenal. Well, yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> In the case of those Spurs and Arsenal and that. <laughs> yeah, I started with nothing option that time. I, I, I do like them as well. I watched the Sunderland Till I Die one. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. So I, I, I have been saying to me, lad, I'm looking for, we're looking forward to the Wrexham one. We're going to sit down and watch yeah, it together. Absolutely. Have you seen the original Sunderland one, Premier Passions? No. That's, that's good. Yeah, when, when we're in the Premier League and got relegated. Right. Like Kevin Phillips and Peter Reid and all oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. That's, no. I think that's why they chose to do right, yeah. this one, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Um, so on to now then. How, uh, how much are you looking forward to the EFL and being a bona fide EFL coach for yeah, the for the first time? I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, can't wait. I think the probably since that Sunday at Halifax game, it's the excitement, just looking forward to it, thinking we've sort of finally done there and got there. And you know, we obviously we could enjoy the. I was going to say a day or two, but probably a little bit longer than that. The celebrations, <laughs> but it's not. It's. I think everyone's buzzing around the place. So that's from players, staff, everyone at the club. You know, speaking to the the guys at the community scheme and the work they're doing going into the schools, you know, there's so many more kids looking forward to it and talking about it, wearing yeah. kits. And, you know, even the news about the academy coming out now and the academy mm. getting a cat free status. So everything at the club is just like, wow, it's it's yeah. on a it's on a rise, you know, and it's just a you know, it's an exciting time to be a part of it. And it's brilliant, yeah. you know, and it's it's waiting for that first game a week on Saturday, but just everything from season ticket sales and speaking to people isn't it you know just chatting around not everyone's wait can't wait for it so it's been a long time coming but it, it makes it like sweeter doesn't it yeah. now at the yeah now it's, it seems like it's about the town as opposed to just about the club now as well yeah. just feel like after a few like false starts the town's on the rise as well now and it's pretty much started around the same time like yourself and jim coming back in 2016 like blossoms going big like, at the same time just since then that's, yeah. that's my like exciting yeah, yeah. moment of the week. Yeah, Ross. yeah. Well, it's all the regeneration as well around yeah, the town. That's, uh, yeah, that's so exciting. Um, you know, and we are three Stockport lads. That you're a Stockport lad, aren't you? Yes. So um, I take it you'll be hanging around Stockport for the rest of your life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. In fact, I was doing another interview for one of the uh, radio stations. <laughs> <laughs> another, another national publication. Yes, yeah, so it was. Yes, that, that's coming out next week. Um, but they asked me what what would be the point when I realised that we're back in the EFL. Um, you know when these people ring you, do you have yeah. to run and get Claire and say, answer it and pretend you're my secretary? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just put on a voice. <laughs> and then close the door. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, he, he said that. He said, what, at what point? And I said, I said honestly, the, the point I reckon it'll be is when Kenny Boxall says, for this football League 2 fixture, or whatever he'll say. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Because that, yeah, that to me is... He, I've been ever since I've been going county. He's been there, yeah. set, and uh, saying it for the leagues that we've been through to, yeah. um, and it broke my heart when he said for this uh, scroll scroll Premier North. You know the first time we went down. Yeah. Um, it, it was that against. It was Blue Square Premier North. Was it Blue Square? As, as well, no, no. National, yeah, Blue Square. Then we went yeah, down yeah. and it turned to scroll. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So the first time we were in Tier Five. Yeah, it was Blue, Blue Square Bet. Yeah. Blue Square Bet, and who did we play? Home, yeah. Uh, I think it would have been Ebb's Fleet on Wouldn't the Tuesday. Right, I can't remember. It's just... It was it was a red <laughs> London commuter town. It's a London commuter town who play in red. So right. I'm going for Ebb's anyway, put them walking. But when Kenny Boxall said it for the first time, I was like, "Oh, it's it's real now." 
So when we get back, I, I think he fell. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for us, it's a little thing that sound up. It's like we've got decent footballs now, so we've got the decent <laughs> footballs. <to> trade, <laughs> yeah. you know? So last year it was a standing joke that you know you, you're going to end up with headaches. If one of all the yeah, those balls and stuff, and it's like right, yeah, we don't need to use. Yeah. We've got these decent balls that you don't get headaches from now. Because so. that must have been little things like you know, it's a standard joke, but it's yeah. So I'm guessing that was a novelty, like when we had a big FA Cup game, because we had a few obviously over the last three or four years. So when you get the FA Cup ball, yeah, and especially that must be exciting. You're gonna break your toes when you strike one of those. Did that bad? I did that bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, God, I think you see, you get you go to sports soccer and get a get a five. Yeah, but no, it's yeah. I think there's there's a big relief when that big balls come out. Yeah, I do. Is the the um. The, the the training wear they give you as well. You have a vanorama on the back. So I guess we get our own now, do we? We just yeah, we just get ourselves play, out. Played on clubs, yeah. Which to be fair, we did most of last year because it never came all whatever sizes. So we just sort of wore out. And did they, did they not have anything to say yeah. about that? No, I think they're <laughs> just glad we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the office where Michael Scott knows he's leaving and he's just walking around drinking, drinking scotch for like four weeks. She's like, yeah, they're off. Don't do what they want. Yeah, they can they can live stream a game that's on on a Wednesday night. I, I just thought they'd, be, they'd have something to say about that if, if, not, if we're not wearing it. I mean, I didn't really notice myself. Yeah, I think they have to give you what it is, and we didn't have the, the right amount of gear or the right, right. size. Such a case. We've not got the stuff, so yeah. No. Just blame COVID might be, uh, for everything. There might be an email going in in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't imagine the people in charge of the Vanarama National League watch this type of stuff. I don't think they know what the internet is. <laughs> I, I, I suspect they've not got time. Um, do you have ambitions yourself of being a number one at some point? A, a few people have asked me that and it, long term, possibly, yeah, but it's not something that I wanted now. You know, I, I, I think I, I love the role I've got and it probably suits me, suits me in terms of my do the coaching and personality probably suits me better. Uh, but I'd, I'd never say never, but it's not sort of on my list that you know in next amount of time I won't be doing this at, at all so I'm just enjoying the journey at the moment I know it might sound a bit corny but sort of enjoying the you know the journey and, and what we're a part of um so you know hey one day in the future maybe but it's not not sort of a burning ambition at the moment where I've got wanting to do as such yeah I mean I know what you mean about the journey I mean obviously we're part of it anyway why I mean for me why would you want to leave to go and mm. do something else. Well, why would you get off this train, maybe? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, especially in the fans forum last night, um, they were talking about going up to a 20 or 22 seat stadium. That, that was the air-conditioned fans forum. That was, was it was freezing, night. mate. It was freezing, <laughs> honestly. Was, no, there, there was people complaining it was too cold. I'm not joking, there was. Can you we know who you've unlocked in Edgley Park? <laughs> just have them periodically zapped with a cattle prod over the summer. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty cold. Um, do, but, do you know who the people are who were uh, complaining it's too Well, they were complaining to me. So. Do you know names? Well, I'm not going to say them now. No, no, when we're finished. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I saw some people to look at and judge. When <laughs> we're back in Edgley Park. You know, when you see someone and like, nod at them, you know, it goes, who's that? And I can say, oh, that's... That's Billy Big Balls. He, uh, he said it was too warm during a heat wave. <laughs> too cold. <laughs> it's too cold during a heat wave. <laughs> a terrible time of it. Um, you've lost my train of thought. Yeah, that's what I do. It's what you do, yeah. I have to hold on to you. Don't the the forum, the uh, oh. capacity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Back to the forum. Yeah, they were talking about the capacity reaching 22. Uh, having boxes in the pop side 
It's like, wow, you know. Um, I won't need one I can see from where I stand. I won't need a box. No, I, I, I won't. need to take a box. No, I won't. <laughs> 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 uh, but that would be nice when it boxes in the pop stand yeah. and things. And like, just I can't wait grow. to move over to the pop side. That's where I'll be going. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. Move those. Uh, you've, you've sat at County before. Have you, have yeah, you, have, yeah. Where have you sat? Have you sat all around County or? Yeah, I think it's, it'd still be. Uh, standing wouldn't be in the railway, and what was the whole man, wasn't it? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing, yeah. standing there, yeah. yeah. And then you know, it, it sort of what would we cheeseland as well, yeah, yeah. So sort of back to you know the standing, and you know, is that sort of something we can safe standing in the future? Yeah, that was mentioned, wasn't it? That was mentioned. Yeah, safe standing. Yeah, Harry asked that one. Uh, something they're thinking about. I mean, they, they answered it everything really eloquently. It was really good. So mm. we had a non-football side and then a football side, and it was. Uh, yeah, hats off to everybody, really. I, I was hoping the heat would have sent people do lally and they just would have come and asked like no. mental questions. It was freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think you're over it though, mate. <laughs> did, you have to, did you have to wrap a little jumper around you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cricket one, the white yeah, cricket yeah. jumper. <laughs> um, so, EFL then, week on Saturday, I take it, Oh, it's a stupid question, but everyone's prepared for it. I was going to say, I take it you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like you said before, can't wait for it now. So we've obviously got games on Saturday to get minutes and get everybody up to speed and work on the, the things we've got to work on. Then it'll be a full week of prep ready for ready for the barrel game. It's just, it is that excitement and the buzz around the place ready to, ready to go, definitely. Yeah, I mean... Two, two things. Number one, in the fans forum, it's the last time I mentioned that, the fans forum, but in the non-football side, a chap did stand up and ask Challoner, um, was he was he looking forward to having Rooney back playing against Rooney? And everyone's going... That's the type the of bullshit they have on Football Manager. You know, when you do the press conferences on Football Manager and it's all like, oh, what do you think of Brighton putting their third-choice left-back up for sale? And he's like... And then when you, when you click that you're not bothered, it says the public will want to hear an answer <laughs> yeah, from you. Yeah. <laughs> Jack and Klopp gets that in his press conferences. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you can't hand it over to your assistant. You once you started. No, you, oh, you, yeah. you, no, no, you can choose like send assistant. But if they ask you questions about transfers, like someone coming in for one of your players, then you end up with your assistant going, "Yeah, yeah, we're happy to accept any bid." And <laughs> <laughs> like your top strikers <laughs> off. Have you, have you ever been sent to the? Pre- post-match press conference because Jim didn't want to. Um, <laughs> Can you remember I any? I think there was once when he, his voice had gone. His, vo- his voice had gone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember that, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. right. um, Scott Duxford had a great day that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think there might have been one. I think there's a, a couple through whatever reason, yeah. yeah. Are you, are you, com- you comfortable with that? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's one way I think the fans always walk away from the manager, don't they? So if it's somebody else doing yeah. it, they yeah. away from the manager. Yeah. Yeah. But if they, you know, for for whatever reason, if a manager couldn't do it, then it's somebody else needs to to, to do the questions. But I think as a fan, you want to hear what the manager wants to say, don't you? And get asked the yeah, yeah. And I guess if the manager can't, then you want to hear from the assistant because if you hear from nobody, then yeah, we all we all think, well, yeah. oh, what's going on? Don't yeah. we? Something's yeah. wrong. Yeah. That's- that's, it's good that you trusted though, because I wouldn't be trusted if it was up to me and you. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, this, no one's available. This is why I <laughs> all the media appearances yeah. and stuff like that. Because Talksport don't want me to end up and going, oh, no, bus timetables and parcel day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've asked Dan to cover for me in the past. He's <laughs> 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 taking um, the piss that <laughs> <laughs> Um 
Yeah, and then I don't know if you know this, but we, we there's a bit of a joke that we've waited 11 years to get back into the Football League and our first three fixtures of Barrow, Stevenage and Harrogate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I guess everyone's prepared for it and everyone's excited. And I guess I guess on a serious note, looking forward to playing Rooney and playing uh, Bennett as well. Oh, yeah. Is there another yeah. one there as well? Yeah. Or is it just them two? Just them two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, the, the manager's, Halifax's manager. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's an his final game, and then and then his yeah his first game in the football league. We're not we're league. not sure if that's ever happened before. No. Do you know because he's manager yeah, of Halifax then thingy? Yeah, yeah. And we had we had Chris Warburton on from Free Radio Five Live, and they've got a stat guy, haven't they? Don't you ever heard the right, stat guy? Yeah, yeah. And he's he, not come back to us yet. Right. So, so that's the question. He's yes, probably yeah. got stuff about like the war on Ukraine and uh, <laughs> the growing political gap forming in society. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, reckon, I reckon as soon as Chris walked out of this, out, out, out yeah. of it, he just like, I'm not that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he started composing the text of that yeah. guy. Garfo was like, this is weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're all looking forward to it and it's, oh, I just cannot wait. I don't, I don't know if you can sense my excitement, but I can't wait, honestly. You didn't ask me if I was looking Are you, are you looking forward to it? I know you are. I know you are. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Because we've got in it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to Basque beforehand as well for a few drinks oh, on the Saturday. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward yeah. to drinking in the sun, watching the away fans get off the train. Unless there's a, tra- I think there's a train strike actually, the day Is of the battle game, yeah. So all the inhabitants of the upside down won't be able to <laughs> <laughs> grace us with their presence. Yeah, I think it is train train strikes that oh, weekend. Right. That's going to be a nightmare that for was, them. That shave seven off the number. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of an odd one, Barrow, isn't it? Because they all train, they all live around Manchester and train in Manchester, don't they? That's weird, isn't it? It's like the souls, the soul of the club is separate from the actual ground, isn't it? It's yeah, weird. Training in Salford, isn't it? Around that way. Yeah. yeah. So, I remember back in the National League North, it was a weird thing that they did that. Yeah. I remember it being pointed out on commentary because we didn't, didn't we have them over? We used to get them over Christmas a fair bit in National League North as like the local game. Mm. Yeah, they based at Hotwood Hot Hall for a little bit. Rochdale mm. way, yeah. So yeah, it's a weird one. But then it's, it, I suppose it makes sense because who wants to live without? <laughs> who wants to live in Barrow? You just. It's, you know, it's unless you unless you work on the subs at yeah, BAE Systems, yeah. he wants to live, you know live there. Weird, isn't it? Um, listen, thank you so much for coming on. I think we've I think we're probably over, are we? We need to do a bit of admin. I'm just free and easy with the weather, mate. I know. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me into a sunnier, more bright person. You didn't believe that, did you? I didn't. Believe no, that. I didn't believe <laughs> <when he's laughs> that. <laughs> What, what is what is happening in uh, admin town, Russell? The parish notices. So admin town. So we're still trying to get hold of Phil Thorley, who's won the champions print. Grab us that champions print. Uh, well, I was, I was going to say Nick, but Dave, if you want to, please, mate. <laughs> Just like grab us that champions print, Dave. Um, so we Phil Thorley won this. So if anybody knows Phil Thorley, because we've tried to contact him and we've had no response, uh, he's won that. If he doesn't claim it by next week, we're going to run. We're going to draw the. Draw the name out of the hat again, I think. Shall we do that? Oh, I'm just going to write them all down on bits of paper again. You, why, why did you chuck the last ones away? Because we've done it. <laughs> I was basking in the triumph of a competition. Well done, Russ. Let me have this. You know how well competitions we go on competition this. <laughs> and we did a magic trick, mate. And I thought that was that done. Um, we've got another comp uh, going because everybody seems to be doing champions prints <laughs> these days. So uh, Michael J I would design. Uh, we've got a Twitter comp going on that. So you need to retweet the tweet we put out and like 
um, and follow Michael J. Iwood and follow us as well. I think I've got that right. Have I got that right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go to the tweet to find out. <laughs> um, me and Nick are hosting the Basque gig on Sunday. Right. I'm going to take umbrage with this because this, oh, this is the last time we'll mention it. Okay. Stop calling it a Basque gig. What is it then? I just, <laughs> but it's just, just giving me the image that we've got to turn up wearing sexy stuff. <laughs> Every time you say me and Nick are doing the Basque gig, I think of me and you in a pair of little, <laughs> pair of little bras. And it's not good. I didn't even think about that. Every time you say, oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. Uh, so we're hosting the 100 Club book launch at Basque. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, the, yes. The, the book is available. It fits Phil Brennan, who's where we are, aren't they? Yes. And there's people coming down with us to do that. Yeah, Ben Walker's going to be there with his shirts. Penno's going to be there with his drawings. <laughs> drawings. Sorry, Penno. <laughs> How to dismiss like, <laughs> one man's secondary income stream. In like I mean, I mean, sorry, Penno. I mean your artwork. Have you seen some of the artwork that's going around for County, though? It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I know it's great. Yeah. yeah. There's some really good stuff at the moment. Um, An army of top content creators. We and have. Us. And us. Yeah. <laughs> As Dave Espley, uh, editor of the Tea Party, once said, we are well um, served for tat. Speaking of Dave Espley of the Tea Party and also of this parish when he fancies it, um, <laughs> he's, he's done a new piece for, I think it's in a new issue of When Saturday Comes. Oh, was it? Magazine, yeah, he's done a piece about put, putting it out there that County are the team of the 90s. Yes, he very so, much is the man for County in the 90s, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's the correspondent, yeah. Yeah, if anything comes up about County in the 90s, do you know Dave Espley, yeah, the Tea yeah, Party? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever buy it when you were a kid as well? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. oh, great, wasn't it? I'm just, I'm just waiting for like Radio Manchester to have him on like mid season. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Dave Espley, our uh, County, County in the 90s well, correspondent. It'll be Phil Brennan or Dave Espley, won't it? Yeah, let's, let's put it that way. Ben Walker's getting in there, Radio Manchester, though. He, yeah, he gets a few calls off him. Good. Because oh, they're mixing it up. If you haven't worked out, <laughs> white men. Know, yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. If you, if you haven't worked out, by the way, everybody, Dave is a real Stockport lad. I mean, he bought the tea party when he was a kid. That's a brilliant yeah. idea. No one else, well, who else at County would say that that works at County could say that? Cashy. As when he was a kid? Oh, He's so, probably yeah. early 30s, isn't he? 30, getting... Early to mid 30s. That's so I. I bought it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I bought it. And that's where I learned all my swears from. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> like going to school on Monday morning, like, yeah, dickheads. <laughs> um, so we are doing that gig on Sunday, and there's going to be loads of uh, ex and current players there. The trophy's going to be there. And as of today, Dave Challoner is going to be there. Well, we've known for weeks, but... Yeah, Dave Challoner's going to be there. That's been announced now. And Steve Bell is with the trophy as well. Um, do look out for our new podcast coming out this Friday, which is the greatest Manchester football podcast. So we're doing that, and we've teamed up with podcasters from all the other clubs around Greater Manchester. So that's going to be good, isn't it? It's like Band-Aid for smelly blokes. <laughs> it's going to be great, isn't it? Um, I'm definitely going to be um, in the balm cake, the bar, you know, chip balm corner. Balm. They, yeah, balm, well, yeah. I think we're the only people that are going to say that, though, aren't we? I'll fight them. I have to, mate. Chip balm? Is chip balm? Yeah, yeah, chip balm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, chip, chip, no. it's going to be a chip roll. Chip but, but you know, one of them is going to come in with something we didn't even think no, of. Like, oh, actually, it's, it's a Cobblington. <laughs> <laughs> so look out for that on Friday. Um, that's GM Footpod on Twitter. If you want to get hold of that, and Instagram, and Instagram, and we're on YouTube as well. 
Um, it's like we haven't got lives. You know, I have. I've got a very busy life. I don't know how to fit this all in. <laughs> got a busy life and fill in full of stuff I don't get paid for. Yes. <laughs> um, I know. So are we live on Friday night, Russ? We're live on Friday night, but generally, usually it's recorded. It, so it's a little getting to know you episode, isn't it? Yes. And because it's live, anything could happen and not get edited out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. what you it's, just, it's just a really sinister thing to say about any podcast that I'm involved in. <laughs> right. Just keep people guessing. Um, and the Fan Hub app updates this week, and the new edition or the new build, up, the new build update, whatever <laughs> it is, uh, will be available on Friday. So make sure you get that. There's over 1,100 county fans that have got the app worldwide. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worldwide. But you know, it's, it's a fa- it, it's an app, right, Dave? That you get, but you're rewarded for being an actual fan. So if you go to matches, you put yeah, your mileage a- in. Predict the teams that they yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, the they... Challenger lads did well. <laughs> the Challenger lads did well. Well, yeah, Ellis Challenger did really well, and everyone's. And I, I've I've bought got... a pint for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I've had uh, like mates coming up to me going, uh, he's, "He's cheating, though. He must know the team before the before it's announced." And that. Brother-in-law was asking me, "Who's going to be playing tomorrow?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <'cause he> was <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, so that's a new app, and th- th- sorry, it's not a new app, but the new app comes out on Friday, and it's even better, and there's more rewards, and there's different leaderboards, and it's just really good. So that is that. Um, I, I agree with that message. You you agree with that transcript, dear? That message, good. As, um, as one of the top thousand county influencers out there, wholeheartedly <laughs> endorse it, that message. Brilliant. Right. Well, um, all that's left to say is. Cheers, Dave, for coming coming into it? the county arms. What no, do you think of the place? Oh, it's class, it's brilliant. Isn't yeah, it? it's good, it's isn't brilliant. it? Yeah, it's brilliant. I like Loads it. of great, great stuff all over the place. Yeah, it's good. I was trying to think if there's something I can get you to sign. Is there a picture of you? There must be a picture of you somewhere in a program or something. <gasps> yes, it could be in there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Would that be okay? Of course, it would. Oh, pleasure. nice yeah, one. No, Funny you said no. No, you didn't. Problem. Yeah, and Nick, thanks for thanks for coming on time. Yeah. You know, it, I just want to bring normality to the show. <laughs> <laughs> always. So always delighted to be on time and early, if anything. <laughs> um thank you to everybody for watching. If you haven't already, I've got to say this, please subscribe and like uh, the video. And if you're on the podcast, whatever you're listening to, please do review it if you're on Apple and like and share and things on Anchor, Spotify and all those good things. Um, yeah, and just thank you for keep continuing to listen and listen to us talk about County every week because um, we don't get paid for it. I don't know why I said you, that. You don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do. Yeah. Um, we got an Uber here. So yeah, so cheers, thank you. Uh, and see you next week. And, and now you get to go and show them your legs while you can move over. I know, yeah. It's going to be 18 plus this one now, won't it? Oh, that's really awkward, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the most awkward thing that's ever happened on this show ever. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.